Can efforts to encourage young cyber criminals to use their skills for good ever work? And how COVID impacted fraud detection and response for the better? These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Anna Delaney. Is your teenage son or daughter a closet cyber criminal? In 2015, the National Crime Agency launched its Cyber Choices campaign, warning parents to beware their kid becoming a little Bobby Tables or criminal hacker. A video for the campaign opens on a mum and dad sitting on the sofa with their teenager sitting awkwardly in between them. Ollie's such a clever boy. Such a clever boy. <laughs> Custard cream. Spends all night on, on his, his computer. computer. <laughs> Listen, how smart is this? You know them shooter games? The other day he was losing, so he crashed the server. Proper whiz kid. It's amazing what kids can do these days. Night, Ollie. Or what do they call it? D-dossing. That's it, I saw it on the telly. And he's no dosser though, are Ollie? A hundred percent in maths. Every single exam for the last two years. Not to mention his GCSE coursework. It's gonna go a long way. It turns out the parents are sitting opposite a pair of police officers, inadvertently spilling the beans on the many ways their wunderkind hacker has been breaking the law. Joining me to discuss young offenders is Matthew Schwartz, the executive editor at ISMG. So Matt, young criminal hackers remains a constant theme in the news. This week, Dutch police said they'd written a stern letter to 29 individuals they'd identified as using a distributed denial-of-service site, warning them to stand down. What happened? Well, yet again, we have what appeared to be a large collection of relatively young individuals using a DDoS service. This keeps coming up time and again, and especially, it seems, in the week before Christmas, when DDoS attacks apparently peak against gaming sites. So if you want to work backwards, Who's using these gaming sites? Why are they so out of sorts? And what is it that they are intending to do? As you noted, the Dutch police have written a stern letter to these nearly 30 individuals who they suspect were using a DDoS on demand service called MindSearch.rip. So this was a service allegedly run by two Dutch teenagers, both 19 years old, and in the course of the probe into who was using this service, police have identified these 29 other individuals. And in the letter, they say, either you stop this now or you face getting a criminal record and being sentenced. And instead, they're saying, what we'd rather see you do, if you're interested in this sort of thing, is engage in a bit of ethical hacking. And so the police have given them some starting points for that. There's a couple of sites run by police and prosecutors that focus on games, of the pretend cybercrime or cyber security variety so that people can perhaps develop these skills and be well-functioning members of society. There's been quite a push from police to coax youngsters to the better side of uh, the cyber world. But is there any suggestion that these efforts work? Yes, I know. When you're presented with the dark side and it's full of all this cool hacking stuff and you can knock offline this gaming site that's really distressed you for some reason. There's that. And then there's the good side, which, oh, maybe it's not as exciting. But as you say, police have made a real effort to try to encourage people to focus their inclinations more on the ethical hacking side. So, I mean, as we know, as everybody in the security field knows, 
They're always looking for new blood. They need sharp minds. And so wouldn't it be wonderful if this push to keep people out of prison and to apply their skills in ways that get them extremely remunerative jobs did work? And it seems anecdotally, at least, that this can work extremely well. For example, a couple of the alleged core members of the hacktivist group LulzSec received not prison sentences, but suspended sentences, which means as long as you be good for a while, you'll stay out of jail. They also got hundreds of hours of community service. And one of them, for example, is now a PhD student at University College London. Another works as a bug bounty hunter. If you look over in the States, slightly older gentleman, Hector Monsieur, aka Sabu, he turned informant for the FBI, worked with them for a period of time, and was released basically for time served for helping the FBI, if you will. And he now works as an independent security consultant and has spoken at some conferences, including for ISMG. So again, anecdotally, this keeping people out of jail maneuver does seem to work, at least in some cases. So what do you think, Matt? Is it right to focus on people in their teens or early 20s as repeat cybercrime offenders? So there's this really interesting theme in criminality, which is that people tend to offend in their late teens or early 20s. Now, maybe a decade ago, some of the analysis I was hearing about this was, this is the time in people's lives, and you know, especially the young men who seem to be drawn towards cybercrime, before they get jobs, before they get responsibilities, before they maybe have a serious girlfriend or children, or you know, they really need to buckle down and have a day job. But we've been also hearing an increasing amount, and you know, it almost sounds patronizing, but an increasing amount about how brains really don't stop developing until mid-20s, possibly late 20s. And the very last thing to be developing is the prefrontal cortex. So you see this in teenagers, this profound disregard for the future, this love of taking risks. And of course, the prefrontal cortex is responsible for planning, prioritizing, and also controlling impulses. And so if you think about all this, if you think about people being drawn towards doing these highly impulsive sorts of things, which in the case of DDoS attacks are illegal. If you think about that, there's this disregard for the future that we're so often seeing. And if you can shunt people off this path, then potentially you do direct them toward more future-proof pursuits that will obviously be better for them and society as a whole in the long run. So if I had to summarize, Police keep trying to hack young adults' propensity for cybercrime. It seems to be working, at least to some extent. So why not double down? You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. What are the fraud trends to watch in 2022? Well, you can find out at our upcoming New York Virtual Cybersecurity Summit on November 9th and 10th as our Senior Vice President of Editorial, Tom Field, talks with Julie Conroy, Head of Risk Insights and Advisory at 8 Navarica Group, and Karen Boyer, Vice President, Financial Crimes and Fraud Intelligence at People's United Bank North America. But here's a taster of that conversation right now. Here's Boyer on how fraud detection and response is better today than it was pre-pandemic. I think as unfortunate as it is that people falling for scams, uh, businesses and individuals, really allowed the message that fraud does actually create more friction at times than authentication. And I think people are more aware that it's not really as much of a, it won't happen to me mentality anymore. 
So that allows for more leniency with banks and, and other uh, digital journeys to have more fraud techniques incorporated into that journey. And that's more than what's been tolerated before the pandemic. I think it really benefits at least in two ways. Again, what I just mentioned, but also I think businesses understand now that fraud isn't necessarily a budgeted item. There's a reputational risk that sometimes is louder and is more expensive than an actual monetary loss. So as silly as it sounds, I, I feel like businesses in the past would just dismiss fraud as the cost of doing business. And now they realize, oh, they could invest in technologies that they could prevent fraud. And customers are now expecting that. So in turn, fraud prevention can ultimately be your actual best selling point as a business and finally, the annual Cybersecurity Attitudes and Behaviors Report 2021 has recently been published, which uncovers key trends, behaviors, and habits among US and UK tech users. Its authors, Lisa Plagamer, interim CEO of the National Cybersecurity Alliance, and Oz Alashe, founder of CybSafe, told me that, surprise, surprise, security awareness training does not necessarily lead to behavior change. So what will? Well, here's Plagamer with her thoughts. We in the security community are, are quite guilty sometimes of using fear to try and motivate people. And when you use language like, you know, threats and attacks and defenses and things like that, your average person, if they're not a security professional or in law enforcement or the military, they don't want to engage with a threat. They want to run away. It's fight or flight, right? And I'm going to flee. If you don't feel like you're the one who's responsible for this to begin with, then you're certainly not going to engage when somebody uses intimidating language, scary language or scary imagery. So I think there's a lot to be said for trying to be more optimistic and trying to sell, I call it selling peace of mind, right? Instead of using fear, we should be talking to people about how much um, peace of mind they'll have, how they'll, how they'll worry less if they do things like use a password manager. I think that's a much more engaging message. If you look at what's been published during COVID when it comes to things like UX and UI design, everybody's leaning into positivity. One of the Pantone colors of the year is, is yellow, right? Which is like the dawning of a new day, right? The sunrise. I think it's time to turn away from all the FUD and lean into the positive things that can come from security change. I think those are better emotions to leverage to find that motivation than continuing to use FUD. That's it from the ISMG Security Report. The music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. <laughs>